When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahedy. The cost of doing business on the farm is ever-increasing, but help is at hand. The Organic Farming Scheme is set to reopen to new applicants from February. Health and Safety Authority is continuing its inspection campaign, focusing on livestock safety during calving season. A charity livestock sale has been organised in memory of a West Cork farmer who lost his life to brain cancer last year. And John O'Connor has more on the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. The lifting of social distancing rules and restrictions on numbers at Marts has been welcomed by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine. The Minister said he welcomed the lifting of social distancing rules at Livestock Marts following on from the Taoiseach's recent statement. He said while face masks must continue to be worn at Marts for now, all other restrictions relating to COVID-19 and the Marts had been lifted and he paid fulsome tribute to Marts and farmers. Minister McConnell said, This is a great day for our network of marts across the nation. Buyers can now return to the ring without the previous limits on numbers, while online sales can continue as part of a blended approach. Minister McConnell acknowledged that mart managers, their staff, as well as buyers and sellers of livestock, had shown tremendous resilience, agility and resourcefulness during the pandemic in dealing with the challenges of COVID-19 while continuing to trade online and at the ring. He was convinced the efforts of farmers and marts adhering to the COVID-19 measures had undoubtedly played a role in minimising and reducing the threat of COVID-19 in our communities while protecting Ireland's food security. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Cultivate is the collaborative credit union lending platform that provides short to medium-term loans for farmers. It consists of 40 credit unions with more than 128 locations nationwide. We'll take a closer look at how it works locally. First, former IFA President Joe Healy joins me to discuss the cost issues which every farmer is grappling with at this time. Yes, it's very serious at the moment, Barry. Um, You know, as you rightly pointed out there, the three Fs on any farm are generally the largest bills, the fuel, the fertiliser and the feed. Uh, And feed and fertiliser alone account for about 40% of the expenses. The fertiliser is the second biggest expense on Irish farms. And that's over the last few years when it was only a third of the price that it's at the moment. In Ireland, we normally spread about one and a half million tonnes of fertiliser every year. And that's at a cost of 500,000 or a half a billion. Um, Like for like that bill would go to probably about 1.6 billion this year 
1.6 billion. I'll just give you my own experience. I'm farming here in Athenry, and the first round of fertilizer for the first round of grazing last year, uh, nine ton of urea, and I gave 2,880 for it. Last week, 12 months to the day later, uh, nine ton of uh, urea again. 8,100. So, you know, you're, <laughs> I, I'm at the coal face of it. I'm like a lot of your listeners there today that has bought for the first round. Uh, and just that first round alone is uh, an extra 5,300 euro. So it is very serious. Um, we met with the merchants through the Cultivate brand, the farm loan brand and the credit unions. We met with a group representing merchants there the 1st of December. And the big fear was that they said they wouldn't be in a position to offer the same credit terms to farmers this year. So we got our heads together, uh, the 40 credit unions that were operating the Cultivate loan brand. And we, um, you know, came up with with a, a package anyways for farmers to try and help them over the year that's in it. Because from my own experience, I'm dairy and cattle farming here in Athenry, and we had a discussion group walk on my farm in November. And that was one of the questions that I posed to the other farmers in the group. Would they be cutting back on stock or take the hit this year on the fertilizer? And the general view amongst every one of them, and it's be fairly typical for a lot of your listeners there, was that you know you wouldn't change your farming system based on what we hope will be a relatively short-lived. Now, I'm not saying it will be short-lived, we're hoping it will be short-lived. And the best uh, guess from the merchants is that hopefully things might improve a small bit in the April-May period because you have the fertiliser in stock that's bought in at a very high price. Uh, and, you know, that probably has to be cleared before those merchants can go out and buy any more. You have the gas issue in Russia. And while that reduced over Christmas, only this morning I had a lorry man in my yard and he said it went up 15% again last week. Uh, so we thought it was on the right road around the Christmas time. And like there are three or four countries that has a huge impact on, you know, fertilizer, its production, its use, its cost. And those are Russia, China, Turkey and Belarus. And between high gas prices and political unrest and a number of geopolitical issues, those four countries aren't in the most stable of a position at the moment. And unfortunately, um, you know, we, we're going to pay, we are paying the price and we'll continue to pay the price because logistics between shipping, packaging, pallets, transit, it has all increased. And what it has led to is that fertilizer at the moment is between 250 and 300% more expensive than it was this time last year. And of course, it's not the only cost that people would be looking at, Joe. Energy alone, you know, heating, light, fuel and that has gone through the roof as well. The general cost of living we're hearing over the past month or so there has skyrocketed. So that permeates its way down onto the farm as well. Just makes it ever so more difficult as it does in every other sector. Well, it does all expenses. And like when you get anything that involves an increase to transport costs, that hits almost every, well, it hits every input that goes into farmers' yards because... There's the transport from the other countries. There's the transport within the country, uh, you know, and to get it to the farm. So anything that affects transport, whether it's the shipping or the price of diesel or the price of any of the energies, that uh, affects. And like farmers, by their very nature, they buy so much stuff uh, every year. Now, thankfully, uh, you know, and I think it's one of the great strengths that farmers have, 
you know, there's an annual turnover of about 27 billion per year in Irish agriculture. 90% of that is retained within the country, unlike maybe the likes of the pharmaceutical industries or the, the technical industries. And 75% of all our inputs are sourced locally. But in order for those to be produced locally and sourced locally, that, that has cost, has an extra cost back the way as well. So, you know, you rightly say, Barry, all inputs are, have increased greatly so far and no, no great sign of them to go to reduce uh, or even to hold steady. Yeah, you know, whether it's the contractor that comes into the yard, his diesel bill has gone up, so he has to pass it on to the farmer. You know, and it's, it's dominating nearly every meeting. And the IFA had a webinar on fertilizer prices and input costs the other night, and the speakers from right across the industry. So it's, it's the talk at the moment. And I suppose the weather being as good as it is, you know, farmers are talking about it, they're trying to buy it, they're trying to spread it. So what I would say is to spread it as, as efficiently as possible. And I think one of the best ways of making sure that you have absolute efficiency is to do soil sampling. And perhaps this year, farmers might be able to cut back on P and K if their indexes are, you know, three or four on certain soils, just to give themselves a chance. But, you know, putting out fertilizer, putting out nitrogen where the pH is wrong or where the P and K levels are wrong, you won't get the return from it. And, you know, what you what we want to make sure this year is that the, that the soil nutrients are at optimum nutrient level and that, you know, the fertilizer you put out works at its very best. Former IFA President Joe Healy. Tomas O'Neill is Chief Executive of the Mallow Credit Union, one of the institutions involved with the Cultivate lending platform. Cultivate was formed a number of years ago by a group of credit unions up in the west uh, coast of Ireland that came together to try and address a need um, that, that farmers had in relation to getting finance. And over the years, the Cultivate brand has spread and there is now 40 credit unions in, in Ireland that are offering this type of finance um, through 128 uh, branches nationwide. Basically, is there to... Uh, um, to allow farmers to uh, who are who are members of their local credit union um, to have access to up to fifty thousand unsecured lending um, over a maximum period of seven years, but equally that it can be for short-term uh, borrowing as well. So it can be for anything from investment in farm machinery to upgrade buildings and facilities to purchase additional livestock or to obtain working capital and uh, inc- increase cash flow. So again, it's it's it, it's flexible in that regard. Um, so it can be either short-term or long-term. And is it different from other loans that people might draw down to most through the, the credit union or through another financial institution? Is this specifically aimed at the farming sector? Yes, this, this one is developed particularly for the farming sector. Um, in that, like the, the, the credit unions, um, the loan officers that uh, that uh, that issue the loans would be specifically trained and would would understand the farming community and their needs. You could have a farmer might want to invest in in farm machinery or even upgrade their their, their existing uh, buildings, and even from the point of view that they want to to buy additional livestock. So there's a whole variety of of areas that they would be looking for. And equally, we would also have some farmer farmers might want to go into um, you know um, agribusiness business and, and um, you know, organic farming. So, so it's even for that, uh, it, it, offers, it offers a wide range of purposes. And the criteria that people would need to meet? Basically, um, okay, once they're a member of their credit union, um, they can come in and they can borrow. Um, and again, it, it's, down to, it's down to a case that once they, have, um, once they have the means to repay the loan, so it's underwritten in that regard. And again, um, things like grants and stuff like that will be taken into consideration. So again, our staff are trained or 
lending officers are trained in relation to understand the whole, you know, the, the, the financial financial background of farmers. How does Cultivate operate there within the group of credit unions? We, we would collaborate together and we would we would meet on a regular basis and discuss the issues that are out there, like at the moment, the, the, the rising cost of fertiliser is the main topic of conversation uh, in farming for the past few months and while we hope that the increased cost um, will be short-lived, like we, we would come together and we would discuss that and uh, are there any ways that we could get around uh, to try and help help the farmers in our in our local area in common bonds. Um, and we, we have, you know, so, so that's, what, that's how we would operate. And for anybody then that wants any further information on Cultivate, where can they find that? The Cultivate um, website is uh, www.cultivatecu.ie or you can come to your, your, your local credit union branch um, you know, and, and get more information there. Tomás O'Neill, Chief Executive of Mallow Credit Union. John McNamara, Tagus Dairy Advisor in West Cork, is with us this week. Later we'll begin our discussion on a topic around slurry and nitrogen use in February. But first, John, has some details of a female-only discussion group that's starting up. Kira Donovan, my colleague down in Middleton, is looking to set up a discussion group more or less exclusively for women. You know, and it just, maybe there's a market out there for that, maybe there's an interest. So you're listening to this and know someone that's involved in agriculture in any shape or form whether that's cattle, sheep, tillage, dairy, or maybe, you know, involved in the sales side of thing in a co-op or something, and you're interested in, in a discussion group for women, get onto your local target office or go directly to Kira in Middleton, and she'll get back to you and explain what, what she's hoping to do there. I think it's a great idea. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, ICSA elections, are scheduled to take place on Friday, 18th of February, 2022. Elections for the following positions in ICSA will take place on Friday, 18th of February. ICSA Beef Committee Chair, ICSA Suckler Committee Chair, ICSA National Treasurer, ICSA Honorary Secretary and ICSA Vice President for Leinster. Nominations for these positions are now open and prospective candidates have until 5pm on Monday, 31st of January 2022 to declare their intention to run. Due to the current easing of COVID restrictions, these elections will take place in person in Portlaoise. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. The Organic Farming Scheme is to reopen for new applicants. The Minister of State of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Senator Pippa Hackett, confirmed she had secured a further €5 million Euro for new entrants in the budget for 2022. Revealing that she has submitted some proposed changes to the Department's Rural Development Programme, RDP, Monitoring Committee for their views, she said a scheme would be finalised at the end of that process. Minister Hackett said the changes she was submitting to the Monitoring Committee demonstrated her determination to encourage every type of farmer to consider going organic. These improvements, she said, also highlighted her commitment to using every lever possible to increase to 7.5% the area of land under organic production in Ireland. The specific changes to the current scheme, which Minister Hackett is proposing, are number 1. The area at which farmers will receive higher payment has been increased from 60 hectares to 70 hectares in recognition of the larger area farmed by full-time farmers. And secondly, extensively stocked farmers would now be in a position to receive a full organic farming scheme payment provided they satisfied the minimum stocking levels which applied under the areas of natural constraints scheme. 
Meanwhile, the Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, ICSA Organics Chair, Mr Fergal Byrne, has welcomed Minister Pepper Hackett's move to reopen the organic scheme to new entrants. He said, this is welcome news, particularly as proposed changes to the scheme should make it more appealing to full-time farmers and those on marginal lands. Payments, Mr Byrne believed, would now be likely to be made on 70 hectares, up from 60 hectares, and extensively stocked farms would only need to satisfy the minimum stocking levels which apply under the ANCs, the Areas of Natural Constraint Scheme. However, Mr Byrne said more clarity is needed around the shape of the organic scheme which would take place under the next cap in the period 2023-2027 to inclusive. He said, speculation that payments under the organic scheme would increase by just €30 Euro hectare from 2023 onward needs to be addressed if the department is serious about persuading a significant number of farmers to switch to organics. An increase of €30 Euro hectare simply does not go far enough. Fergal Byrne said, the ICSA was also concerned that apparently such little importance was being placed on the marketing of organic beef and organic lamb. Over the last number of weeks, we had listened to Borbia outline their plans for 2022 and beyond as part of their meat marketing seminar. Organic meat, he contended, was barely mentioned. This is very worrying, he said, considering the amount of cap funds being directed towards organic production here. The ICSA Organics Chair said it was critical that a strategy to significantly expand exports of Irish organic produce must be developed in conjunction with this push to expand the sector. Meanwhile, it's been reported that Irish Organic Feeds, which is based in Ballincollig in County Cork, requires an additional 2,000 tonnes of Irish organic wheat and barley, as well as 800 tonnes of organic beans this year. Mr Brian O'Regan of Irish Organic Feeds said the company is in the process of building an organic feed mill, which he said would facilitate the processing of 8,000 to 10,000 tonnes of organic grains when it's in full production. Building is expected to be completed by the end of next year. Further information regarding the reopening of the organic farming scheme to new entrants may be obtained from the following phone number 0539163400 or by emailing organic at agriculture.gov.ie all lowercase. That's 053 9163400 or email organic at agriculture.gov.ie the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine Organic Division. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. The Health and Safety Authority is carrying out a higher number of high-profile visits to farms during the calving season. HSA says the increased inspection campaign over a two-week period will focus on livestock safety. 196 people have died in farm-related incidents over the past 10 years and 38 of these involved livestock. Pat Griffin, Senior Inspector for Farm Safety with the Health and Safety Authority, says having extra help is important for farmers working through the calving season. The last 10 years, there have been 196 deaths on farms and 38 of these were due to livestock. And it's the start of the year that most of these farm fatalities happen with livestock. It's obviously um, involved with calving season and calving can be particularly dangerous for farmers. We would ask you know, farmers to really plan ahead 
plan to minimise the risk of attack from cows. And how you do that is to have a good physical barrier between you and the cow. They'll be asking farmers, do they have a plan to minimise the risk of attack? And they'll be checking, you know, if the farmer has thought about good lighting, uh, watching his fatigue levels, and importantly, to seek help if they are fatigued and seek help before it's too late. Taoiseach Micheál Martin has described agriculture as the lifeblood of rural Ireland despite challenges from Brexit and the Covid pandemic. Speaking at the Irish Farmers Association AGM the Taoiseach emphasised the importance of promoting diversity in farming and attracting young talent to secure the future of the agriculture industry. Minister for Agriculture Charlie McConnellogue said the industry is going through a real period of revolution encouraging farmers to innovate to reduce emissions as part of their climate action targets. The Taoiseach reassured members of the IFA that the government has the well-being of farmers in mind. I know that the Irish farming community wants to protect the land for future generations. This government is committed to stand with you to achieve this goal. The long-term well-being of Ireland's farmers and our environment will go hand in hand. We are at a crossroads for Irish farming and for forestry. Threats and opportunities abound, but our choice now is to either honestly address the challenge that climate change poses for the sector and together harness the opportunities that this changing context presents or, as some voices counsel, to resist what I see as quickly becoming irresistible. This is a significant moment uh, for Ireland and its farmers and we all know of the challenges facing the sector and the changes that need to be made are substantial. I will not downplay uh, the challenge of decarbonisation that faces the country and the world. However, I'm here today to stress uh, that this government will stand behind its farmers as we all adapt uh, to these changes. Revised extended deadline for a seat of 2021 sheep and goat census forms. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnogues, announced that due to some herd keepers experiencing delays with receiving their census forms, the deadline for postal returns will be extended to 14th of February, the same date for online submissions. While the deadline for postal returns has been extended to compensate for delays which may have been experienced by some farmers in receiving their forms, the Minister highlighted that farmers could always submit their forms through online at agfood.ie, all lowercase, where they would get real-time confirmation of successful submission. Other benefits of completing your census form online will include, Minister McConnell pointed out, number one, the facility to view census history. Peace of mind that 2021 census details had been submitted successfully. No additional inconvenience or costs associated with registering a postal return. Sheepkeepers registered for online services can order books of sheep dispatch movement documents online through the following Animal Identification and Movements AIM system. Notwithstanding the extended closing date, to 14th of February, the onus remained with a flock or herd keeper to make sure that completed postal returns of census forms would be received on time. Minister McConnell further clarified that postal certificates or express post receipts would not be acceptable as proof of postage. Further information on the census can be found on the Animal Identification and Movement section of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine website at gov.ie hyphen capital A animal identification capital I and movement capital M AIM at www.gov.ie John O'Connor for Farm Talk Farm Talk on C103 
This week, John O'Connor joins me to discuss Register Farm Partnerships, RFP. There's a feature on this topic in the Tagus Client magazine, Today's Farm, by Gordon Peppard, Tagus Rural Economy Development Programme, Collaborative Farming Specialist. First of all, John explains what exactly is a Registered Farm Partnership. A Registered Farm Partnership, RFP, is an excellent arrangement to bring a younger person into the family farm business without having to sign over their land immediately. And is it a complicated matter to register for an RFP? There are six key steps to complete if you want to set up an RFP. 1. Obtain the tax reference number and form a capital account. Your accountant will take care of this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Two, set up a registered farm partnership bank account. This account must include all the names of all the partners. All income and expenditure should go through this bank account and your bank will provide this service. Three, establish a herd number for use in the RFPs. This can be a single herd number partnership or a multiple herd number. Four, complete the on-farm and partnership agreements. These agreements are important documents and require consultation with accountants, solicitors and agricultural advisors for their completion. Your Chagask advisor, of course, can provide invaluable guidance on RFPs and their operation if your individual and or family circumstances are well known to him or her. Discussions should also take place with the local DVO District Veterinary Office. 5. Ensure full supporting documentation as required is submitted with your RFP application. Step 6. The actual submission of the application. And John, how many RFPs are registered with the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine? And what are some of the benefits? There are already 3,400 RFPs registered with the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. RFPs provide a pathway for succession within a family, giving all members an input into day-to-day financial and physical management of the farm business and also generate many social and financial benefits. And apart from RFPs between parents and children, are there other types of RFPs? RFPs between family members are most common in Ireland, but there are also inter-farm 
RFPs where non-family members come together to form collaborative business arrangements. Can you submit an application for an RFP at any time of the year? RFPs can be submitted at any time during the calendar year. If you plan to submit an application to enter an RFP in 2022 and you wish to have a registered farm partnership number before the BPS basic payment scheme application deadline of May 16th, 2022, then all your applications and supporting documentation for the RFP must be submitted before 11th of February 2022. And what should the final checklist of documents be before you finally submit your RFP application? One, completed application form. Two, completed bank details document verified by the bank. A signed copy of the farm partnership agreement. A copy of the on-farm agreement. A copy of folios and maps of all owned lands copy of leases and maps from revenue for all leased land, evidence of agricultural qualifications, minimum level 6 for Category 2 partners. 8. Double-check you have completed the checklist. And where should the completed application with your supporting documentation be sent to? Send your completed application with supporting documentation to the following. Farmpartnerships at agriculture.gov.ie, all lowercase, before 11th of February, 2022, in order to have an RFP number prior to the closing date for the BPS on 16th of May 2022. And can Tagus help with further information on forming an RFP? Certainly. Consult the Chagas website or contact your local Chagas office for further information. Chagas have a wealth of knowledge and experience in respective RFPs. Gordon Peppard is a Chagas Rural Economy Development Programme Collaborative Farming Specialist. It's vital to seek good advice from legal, accountancy and agricultural professionals. But for your very first step, your Chagask advisor might be the best person to consult. Thanks, John. And I understand the January-February issue of the Tagus Client magazine, Today's Farm, has an extensive feature by Gordon Peppard on registering for an RFP. John McNamara, Tagus Dairy Advisor in West Cork, is with us this week. We'll begin our discussion on a topic around slurry and nitrogen use in February. And with the current good weather, a word of advice around slurry application. The great thing, Barry, is you give great weather forecasts. And I see your prediction next week should be good. And it's agreeing with uh, Metairn. So just in any of this area, we should go back and remember... You don't dream of going out with either slurry or fertiliser because both of them are so valuable. And now they're about equal in value as it happens without checking your weather forecast. You do need two days dry afterwards to be sure that the slurry or the, or the fertiliser gets linked into the ground and is less likely you know, to, get, to get washed away. So just talking of slurry at the moment, I'm roughly about right in this. I haven't updated but a colleague of mine said recently a thousand gallons of slurry at the minute is worth something like 40 euros. It's about got eight units of nitrogen in a thousand gallons, five units of, of P, the expensive, well, it used to be the expensive stuff before nitrogen went through the roof, and then K or potash. So it's about eight, five, 30, around 40 euros. So we have to, we have to maximise its use and make sure we're not like the old days just getting rid of it. I would say most people have probably moved with some level of slurry at this stage, Barry, because if you have a dry end of January and you're allowed to move, you, you really have to get some level down to your tank, you know, reduce your level a bit in case weather comes very, very bad for early February. So I'd say most people have gone, or the advice would be go out with slurry where you can. And in a weird way, 
we've had such good growth over the winter. Some people were struggling to find grass, you know, low enough cover to be able to put it on because you don't want to go on and stick it on the leaves and being there then facing the cows. If it isn't out, Barry, we'd say try to move that on about 25% of the farm with the lower covers or if you can get more on, all the better. But that's about as much as you can get on there at that stage. And when you're applying the slurry then, John, is there different ways of doing that to be more efficient, I suppose? What's the best way of doing it? By far the best way, but it probably still is predominantly a contractor machine, is, is a trailing shoe. And the reason I'm sort of going trailing shoe slightly ahead of, we'll say, the dribble bar, any method other than a splash plate is better than a splash plate because, unfortunately, a splash plate, whether it's turned down or up, is still shoving air into that. It's aerating the whole slurry and you're starting to lose nitrogen out of it. So any other method, trailing shoe or dribble bar will be better than that. Trailing shoe has a bit of an advantage this time of year, I suppose, because it tends to cut a sort of a, a track through the grass and lay the slurry right down on the ground. So you're less likely to have slurry smearing onto grass. That if you're hoping to graze in three or four weeks' time and you get dry weather in the meantime, it can, it can, be, incli- it can be inclined to stick on. So, Barry, anything is better than a splash plate method. And of the two of them, there's probably small difference in favour of the trailing shoe. Unfortunately, they're heavy pieces of kit. They're expensive pieces of kit. Yes, there has been a grant available on it, but they're probably more, more of a contractor machine maybe than directly owned yourself. John McNamara, Tagus Dairy Advisor in West Cork. We'll have more on the topic on our Wednesday night programme. Ministers meet with the Irish banks on current challenges facing the pig meat sector here. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, TD, together with his colleague, Minister of State Martin Hayden, TD, have met with the main banks to discuss the current challenges in the pigmeat sector and the importance of the bank's ongoing support. Meeting representatives from AIB, Bank of Ireland and Ulster Bank, both ministers emphasised the importance of the pig sector, its overall resilience and the importance of the bank's support to their customers through the current downturn in the business cycle. The banks highlighted their long-standing relationship with the sector and the availability of various supports, including state-backed loan schemes. The key message from the banks was that farmers experiencing cash flow difficulties should engage with the banks as soon as possible to discuss options and that the banks remain committed to supporting their customers in the period ahead. Separately, Ministers McConnell and Martin Hayden TD also met with SBCI, the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland, to discuss the Brexit Impact Loan Scheme and the COVID-19 Credit Guarantee Scheme, both of which are financed by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, in partnership with the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment. These finance schemes may be used for working capital finance and include features which address the current financial needs of pig farmers. Further information available at the following, sbci.gov.ie, all lowercase. That's sbci.gov.ie, all lowercase. These meetings are to be seen in the context of Minister McConnellu raising his concerns at the EU Council of Ministers meeting last week and ongoing meetings with stakeholders. And Minister Martin Hayden has chaired a meeting of the Pig Round Table on Wednesday last. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103.
A charity livestock sale at Bandon Mart on Easter Monday has been organised in memory of a West Cork farmer who lost his life to brain cancer last year. Dennis Cadiff from Bandon was just 37 when he passed away in October 2021. All funds raised at the sale will go to Breakthrough Cancer Research to specifically help advance brain cancer research. Farmers across Ireland are being asked to donate stock of all ages, male and female, for the sale before the 12th of April by contacting Bandon Mart on 023-884-1151. Dennis's wife, Kate Caniff, spoke to our news reporter, Murray Tuig. Most of all, his passion in life was cows and dairy. He loved the dairy industry, but as I said, he worked for the veterinary pharmaceutical industry and his technical knowledge and his knowledge on every aspect of farming, be it tillage, dairy, some pig farming, swine ruminants. He had knowledge in all of it. And yeah, he was um, very intelligent as well. And I think with Dennis, there was never, there was a job was never half done. It had to be done to perfect. <laughs> so yeah, no, he was, um, he was a great guy and, you know, he's left us all. Um, I suppose with great memories anyways. In June 2020 we had just started building our house. It was on Dennis's home farm in Bandon and he got a headache and I suppose the headache didn't alleviate and within a few days he was diagnosed with a brain tumour. He had surgery, it went very well and he came out with no deficits and you know I think it was the next day he was back on the farm so he was helping out <laughs> so then there's I suppose the standard of care which is the treatment he went through the treatment but unfortunately it came back then in February and they had second surgery which again went very well and you know he came out of it very strong and then in the meantime we had we had to do our own research I suppose the hospitals were quite under-resourced with Covid everything going on so we worked with specialists around the world, with specialist testings done, and then that's when we started on the patch and we got access to a clinical trial drug that was in development. And with his consultant, we managed to get access for that for Dennis. I suppose he had had a third surgery before that as well. So that kind of brought us up to October when he passed away. Dennis was six foot six and he was very fit, healthy. And you just don't think something like this can land on your door. And I suppose when you research the tumour that Dennis had, the glioblastoma, obviously the prognosis is not good. And there's treatment hasn't changed in 20 years for it. So research is key. They need to get new treatments out there. But Dennis was very brave. He never, he never complained. He had great faith. And he took great solace in that and he took great solace in his farming. And he had hope all the way through because Dennis's logic on things, which was right, is that there's constantly new developments in treatment and you're just, you know, something will come up. And up to like the, up to the last day, we always say that Dennis was on, Dennis passed away on the road fighting because when he passed we the night before, we were actually we were actually working with consultants exploring new options. So this coming Easter Monday, um, there's going to be a March sale in Bandon in Dennis's memory. I couldn't think of anything more, I suppose, suitable to, to honour someone who loved the agricultural world so much. So can, I suppose, can you tell us a bit about the sale and maybe where the idea 
sprung from? Before Dennis passed, I had brought him to pedigree Aubrey heifers as a Christmas present for me, for Dennis, and the ring calf. So for me and Dennis, that I suppose that it was a sign of life and hope. And he loved these animals. And it was actually Dennis that said, you know, he he would intended to grow the Aubrey pedigree herd, and he said, I would like to auction off, I suppose, one of the offspring for breakthrough cancer research, which he had been following because we had seen that the girl, Patricia Flynn, was part of her PhD with breakthrough cancer research, was researching glioblastoma. And Dennis said, I would like to give funds to this. So after he passed, I suppose, I wanted to channel my energy into something positive, um, while honouring Dennis. And yeah, I don't know, my, my mind got running and I decided that we would maybe take it to another level. And I suppose like during the days after he passed, I seen the support of the farming community and I kind of put the idea out there to his friends. Because with me, I suppose being a tiny, I wasn't <laughs> too sure how it would go down. But my God, the response I got. So yeah, when I got in touch with Breakthrough Cancer Research, then they were just fantastic to me and the support they gave me. Kate Kenneth speaking to our news reporter Mairead Tuhig. And again, farmers across Ireland being asked to donate stock of all ages, male and female, for the sale before the 12th of April by contacting Bandon Mart on 023-884-1151. That charity livestock sale will take place at Bandon Mart on Easter Monday and is being organised in memory of West Cork farmer Dennis Cannon from Bandon, who was just 37 when he passed away in October 2021. Caroline Jennings from Cork West Ploughing has a quick update this week for us on the next event. And it is uh, Bandon's turn this week. Bandon Ploughing Association are to hold their annual ploughing match tomorrow Sunday, the 30th, weather permitting, um, on the lands of Derek and Pauline Lovell, Knock Brown, Bandon. And the air code is P72Y568. The ploughing will commence at 11am sharp. Now, entries are to be in today by 12 noon. Today, Saturday the 29th, to Michael Welsh on 086-822-5007 or to Barry O'Sullivan on 087-246-3420. Thanks, Caroline. Next, Murray Tuhig has the MACRA update this week. The 2021 ABP National Leadership Awards took place recently on Facebook. Congratulations to Caroline O'Keefe from the Avondue region in Cork, Emma Cage O'Dwyer from Waterford and Sarah Kelly from Offaly who were announced as the winners. Also congratulations to Emma Hurley from Avondue, Fiona O'Leary from the Carberry region and Gronia McPhillips from Cavan who were the other finalists. The purpose of the competition is to promote young leaders and acknowledge the volunteers in MACRA and the massive amount of work they put into developing their local communities. Taunished and Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Leo Varadkar, was special guest speaker on the night. The Cork County Titles Night, hosted by Shandoon MACRA, will take place on Friday, February 25th. The closing date for entries is Tuesday, February 15th. The time and venue and further details have yet to be confirmed. 
Capers semi-finals will take place across two venues on February 19th. In Aeroge Hall, Clanmire, Ballincollig, Bandier, Barry Row and Stunamore will perform. And in St James's Hall in Athboy, Callan of Kilkenny, Athboy of Mead, Mount Melick of Leash and North Kilkenny will perform. Three teams will go through from each of the semi-finals to the national final, which will be held on the 5th of March in Capaquin Community Centre in Waterford. So best of luck to all involved in Capers. And I'm sure practice now is in full swing. So you can keep an eye on our social media pages to see what we're up to and new members are always welcome. Thank you. PTSB opens applications for a 330 million euro lending scheme to support Brexit impacted small and medium industries, including farmers and fishers. Low cost loans from 25,000 euro to 1.5 million euro will be available for periods of up to six years. The Tornishta and Minister of Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Mr Leo Varadkar TD, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell TD, the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue TD, and Eamon Crowley, CEO of Permanent TSB, PTSB, have announced on 24th of January that PTSB is now open for applications for the Brexit Impact Loan Scheme, BILS. PTSB is now accepting loan applications from SMEs, including farmers and fishers, and small mid-caps that have been approved for eligibility for the Brexit Impact Loan Scheme by SBCI, the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland. Further details are available regarding eligibility approval on the following website, SBCI website, that's www.sbci.gov.ie, all lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme this week. I'm Barry O'Mahedy. Thank you for listening. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.